Welcome to the first edition of the Lost in Transit podcast. I am your host, Spud Groshong. Today on the show, we have 31-year-old Dia Porter. Dia is a production coordinator for international touring artists and a dear friend. She was one of the first people I knew who was actually into travel, and I only felt it necessary that she be the first guest we have on the show. So without any more jibber-jabber, I am going to send it on over to the interview. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to the podcast, Dia Porter. Uh, Dia's been a friend of mine for fucking ever, and she's probably the (laughs) first person I knew who actually traveled. So, welcome, Dia. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) Where are you now? At home? Yeah, I'm in Los Angeles now. Okay. Have Have you actually traveled anywhere lately? Yes, I aside from work where we go bouncing around the world, personal travel. I just got back from Bali uh, like a month ago. How long were you there? Two weeks. Was it everything it's cracked up to be? Um, I would say <laughs> as a traveler, I love that I went there. I'll probably never go back. Really? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Uh, well, I feel like, you know, you've been to Thailand, I've been to Thailand, and if we're talking, like, Asia. Sure. Um, just, Thailand's just way better. Um, Ah. (laughs) like, you just can't, it was great, um, it was great to go, but just, you know, a combination of, the food is pretty bad. (laughs) Really? Yeah, food's really bad. Um, and the the people are very different. You know how, like, in Thailand, it's like, you know, obviously, they're just tourist industry, but it's just so much in Bali. Like, sometimes you just want to be left alone a little bit more or, like, kind of experiences that you have with Thai people. I just didn't, like, the ones that you treasure, like, I just didn't have those with the people of Bali, but... Still beautiful. I'm glad I went, but it's it's crazy that you say that because I know a handful of people who've been and been re- well relatively recently, and they they all adore it. They all think it's heaven on earth. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, but that's that's the good part about people, right? If we all like the same exact place, we'd all yeah. be there. It would be boring. Exactly. Um. Did you go to Lombok or anywhere like that? So I did. I went to. I did a classic Dia travel where I just booked a flight and then didn't plan anything. I um, mean, that's how I do it too. <laughs> and yeah, and just did word of mouth and asking around. But so yeah, I landed in Bali and then I went to. Um, Gilly Tea, I didn't want to go to Gilly Tea, but it was just a, because I did no planning ahead, it was a, a room availability. Um, I had to go there for two days to wait for my place in Gilly Air to be available. Okay. I really liked Gilly Air. was great. Gilly Tea, if you're, you know, 18, I, have, you know, but... <laughs> yeah, I've heard, I've heard it's kind of like if you were at a full moon party. Yeah, like if you want to party and be wild and young great go to Gilly T but 
I was looking. Gilly Air was great. Yeah, it was great. Gilly Gilly Air was was I really liked that. It's more, you know, people in your thirties <laughs> kind of. Yeah, we're old. It happens. Yep. Um, and and then I shot down to the Noosa Island. So it's another like the Gillies are the three. Mm-hmm. And then the <clears throat> the Noosas, there's three islands there, and that was uh, I, I stayed the longest there, and that was like better. It was better. It was better. Okay. So Thailand's way prettier. Like the land, the the scenery is just, you know, just more. you have rocks jutting out of the ocean so much more, and like it's just, yeah, I'm in love with Thailand. You know. I I am too. I mean, I'm literally planning a trip to go in December already. Ah, okay. okay. And I and I was there like last year, maybe already. Yeah, I guess last time I was there was 2016, the very, very beginning for my yeah. 30th, <laughs> my 30th birthday. Yeah, Jesus. Um, okay, so moving on from that, uh, what was it that first inspired you to travel? I think, well, if we go, since this is a podcast and we're talking about kind of the history of my travel... Um, well, I mean, you've known me forever, but like, you know, my, my personality is like, it's just very like, Oh, I want to do that. And I just do it. Absolutely. Like there's not much past that. It's just, Hey, I'm going to do that. And then I think as you get older, if anybody's ever to say, no, you shouldn't do that. I'm like, I'm going to do it 80 times, you know, 80 million times bigger, you know, more, I'm going to go go to where did I go I went to Bosnia like when I was like 20 you know <laughs> like, like I'm like cool they're like man going to France is scary and I'm like great I'm going to Serbia <laughs> like <laughs> I mean um but yeah I think just kind of like my personality like when I was uh in my you know in my teens it was like you know obviously we're both in the music industry so it was like I want to go to this concert I'm going to go. I'm going to go with me. I'm I'm going to go, you know, yeah. like going and doing it. So then in, uh, I added it up. It was 14 years ago. <laughs> Wait, you were like 14. So you were 17 when you took your first trip? No, 18? I, was 18. I was 18. Yeah. 18 was the first international. And, and that, and that was Bosnia. No, no, that was so first. The first trip was, yeah, 14 years ago. Um, and the whole reason it came about is because there was um, round round trip tickets to Paris from Atlanta for $340. 340 bucks. 340 bucks. So that's, that's so cheap. You, you're going. So, so uh, me and a friend, uh, it was actually my dad us about this and there's a website that i'll tell you guys tell you know the listeners about just for like little tools of of traveling so since he is a pilot he's kind of in knows you know what's yeah, happening he, in the he's travel. in the know yeah unfortunately i never got to fly you know for free otherwise i would have traveled far more <laughs> absolutely um but he had found out about this and told us and was just like, you guys got to go, you know. And I'm really appreciative of the fact that I did a lot of the traveling when I was younger in my, you know, my entire, you know, from 18 
obviously now, but like, you know, when you travel as a younger person or in your twenties, it's, a, it's different than when you're in your thirties. Like you can deal with a little bit more, uh, BS, I would say. Um, so anyways, yeah, we went <coughs> to Paris. We ended up going to Paris, Spain, and, um, where do we go? Italy. And then back to Paris, but it's like, Hey, you know, we, we had your rail passes and, you know, had learned about hostels. And so we go and even still like not super planned out. Um, and we just went and that was kind of the eye opening of, of, wow, it's really easy to travel and you can do it really cheap. Like this As, is great. Especially um, in Europe. Yeah. And, you know, I think because the U S is so big, you, it seems like, Oh, that's another country. That's so you know, it's so it's harder to get around in the U.S. than in Europe. Europe, it's just so easy. Yeah. Um, so we go, and yeah, it was just like, this is the best. I can go to all these places and have like these amazing experiences, and then meet all of these people because you're staying in hostels, and and you know we're all in our <laughs> you know teens to early twenties, and you know we're all exploring the world and having all the you know the same opinions about politics, but it's like, wow, I think that too, you know. <laughs> It's it's like meeting people who are all like-minded for the first time. Yeah, and they're all on a mission to like explore. And so you kind of maybe this is why we tour. It's like you're <laughs> you're you're stuck with all these people and it's survival, you know, and it's like in a hostel it's like, "All right, we're in this country. We're all from different countries. Let's, you know, <laughs> see what we can find." And like you're a group of people and it's it's a camaraderie and I don't know. You know, like when you travel, like sometimes you can like spend half a day with a person and then you're like, oh, my gosh, we never exchanged names, you know, but we've gone like climbing up this tower in the middle of wherever. Um, so that was the start it was, yeah, 2004. And that was just kind of like. I mean, that that changed everything. That's where I was like, it just kicked off. You know, I'm like, I want to I want to go everywhere. Um and then I went to, I don't know, do you want me to go into... Keep going. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that's what made it super obtainable. Yeah, absolutely. And then I believe I went to, um, with that same friend in 2005, she was studying abroad in Australia. And, you know, at this point I was in you know, college. So it's like, you know, I had the summers, you know. Absolutely. Being young and having time. <laughs> um, so I went to Australia to see her. And then she was like, hey, like, <clears throat> we can either go to New Zealand or go to Thailand. And I'm like, Thailand sounds really different. Let's go. <laughs> so that was the whole, like, conversation in choosing to go to Thailand and again kind of this I mean it's just been the same since I was younger like we didn't really have too much of a plan we ended up doing mainland Thailand so we did Bangkok and everywhere north and I don't know when I was like prepping for this podcast it's like things you know for people who are listening I don't know that are good travel tips and I just think 
we grew up or we started our travels before iPhones, you know, and like, I, you know, having a lonely planet, hard copy book is like the safety net of traveling. I still have probably five of them in my closet that I don't even use anymore. They're the only, cause I don't like having a lot of stuff. I can't throw them away. Like the, you know, the, the classic Europe, on a shoestring that's like absolutely <laughs> like i will get rid of everything but i can't throw away like your yeah it's like your safety net you're like i can go <clears throat> if i have this book like no worries you know yeah oh yeah so huge yeah obviously huge lonely planeter um and then yeah so we did we did you know australia and then Thailand and again it was like back then we're like you know it's like meet an Australian that's been to Uluru like I've met like two in my life <laughs> and, and, and I was talking with one of my friends recently about it and he had been to Uluru and we were like kind of having the same discussion where it's like we're so glad we did it but like we would never like it's such a ridiculous trip Unless unless you're like driving from Darwin to Adelaide or something, it's pointless. You have no reason to go to Alice Springs. No. Like <laughs> fly to the middle of the country and then get in a car and drive for five five hours. You know, I'm so glad we've done it, but it's like you do this crazy trip to see like a sunrise. <laughs> I mean, a sunrise is worth it. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, it's like, I, I'm so glad I did but like, you know, now when time is more limited, like you wouldn't do that, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> on some of those first trips, did you have any ridiculously insane experiences other than just being somewhere new? Ridiculously insane. Like, give me more. Like, yeah. like, have you ever heard the story of me getting attacked by monkeys at the train station in India? No. So, so we were in, I was in Varanasi and I'd been traveling with a guy I'd met a week or so earlier. And for a while he was like, oh, monkeys are evil monkeys of the devil, so on and so forth. And... We were crossing the platform and I was cracking a joke. Oh, look, there's monkeys up there. You love monkeys. And we had turned to go down the stairs and like it had to have been five or six monkeys had come like from above us and attacked everyone. Like one had jumped on my back and hit hit me in the back of the head a couple times. And like somehow I managed to shake him off and like run up and over the stairs. And as I was going down the other stairs, a monkey with three legs was hissing at everyone and screaming at them. This that that's kind of what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't have any epic stories like that. But you should definitely get a tattoo of a three-legged um, monkey. Like that's that's actually not a terrible idea. That's... <laughs> really good. Um, crazy. God, I haven't. Yeah, when you ask, like, what's you know, like horror stories i haven't had anything like super bad happen you know okay. i haven't been attacked by monkeys um 
man. I, you know, I've been, well, okay. Um, the first trip to Thailand. <laughs> okay. So this is again, like the earlier trips, like where it's like now when I go to Thailand, I'm kind of doing more of the Island thing. Mm -hmm. But the, This was, we went on this five day track through the jungle and like reading it, you know, we're just kind of like, okay, we're doing it. And it's like moderate fitness. That's <laughs> never right. Should be at moderate. And we're like, all right, we're trekking through the jungle. It, it was like just days and days of just walking through. And it's not like, you know, it's not like here's a path. It's just like trudging through the jungle with our guide who obviously doesn't speak English. And you're just following him. And then we would be like, how much longer till we get to like where we're staying for the night? He'd be like, oh, you know, like, soon, like make it be like soon, soon. And then you're like two hours later, you're like, you know, going up and down and like passing these like huge spiders. And we're like, we're just going to like <laughs> nobody, you know, nobody had cell phones at that time that really worked. And we're like, nobody knows even like where we are. We don't even know where we are, but we're just rolling with it. And we end up, it starts raining, and then me and my friend literally end up full on, like, sliding down the side of the, like, the the hillside. And, like, we get to the bottom, we're fine. And then we're crossing rivers. And so there was a tree trunk that was broken. And so, you know, you walk down, and then there was, like, a little limb that I was going to, like, put my left foot on to then, like, you know, jump over to the other side. And it's a rushing river. Like, of course. So, and obviously it's the, you, you know, I am kind of accident prone. So it's not. <laughs> kind of is an understatement. <laughs> Gonna have, like, I'm a good travel partner because I'll be the one that has the problem <laughs> or has to go to the hospital. Has all the broken bones. All the broken bones. So, yeah, we're crossing and then my foot, you know take the left step and then I go falling into the river and then I like latch on and then the guy like runs over and to say like how old this was this was do you remember when the first um Sony cameras like thin cameras came out I mean kind of yeah <laughs> like they were insanely expensive and I was like I have this and so I'm holding on to the limb but I was like take my pack <laughs> like don't let my don't let my camera go like floating down the river um yeah so I fell on the river and it actually could it would have been really bad like it wasn't like oh you just fall in the river and you like if I hadn't have gotten pulled out it would not have been a very good situation at all um and then every uh, river that we crossed from that point on I was crawling on the tree and everybody else was walking <laughs> I mean safety first right safety first yeah it was good it was a it was a good time but that also <clears throat> goes into like that guide you know after even though you don't speak the same language you know you communicate just fine with people and after that trek you know we're on this trek for like five days like just in like the absolute jungle and it's one of those things like if somebody got hurt you know we talked about it, like somebody you know takes also a wrong step and goes too far down the river or off the cliff you know the reality of like getting help is they would have to run to the nearest village to find you know a team of people it would be 
everybody coming around to help you out. But, but you know, obviously you bond during that. And that led into once the trip was over, they had communicated to us that there was uh, a Muay Thai boxing match up who knows where, Thailand, but it was like the best of Northern Thailand and the best of Southern Thailand. And, you know, normally if you go to Bangkok, like you can go to a Muay Thai, you know, event at a big arena or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. This was, we're like, okay. And they're like, just, you know, pay us a little bit. We'll come by and pick you guys up in a truck. So <laughs> we're, I mean, how old am I at this time? I'm probably, it's probably 20, maybe okay. 20. Um, and, you know, we just gone through this jungle and this, our guide comes by, picks a couple of us who are on the jungle truck in a pickup truck. We drive for two hours. Again, couldn't tell you where I was. And then and <laughs> we're like, you know, we'll see what happens. Drive into this field and it opens up into just, we're the only Westerners and it's a field with like a boxing match and then all the like little stands of cooking. And it was just this amazing experience that like you don't find by Googling or, you know, like you just have to like, yeah, you have to be there. Roll with the punches and, you know, trust people aren't always out to kill you. One hundred percent understand that. Um, okay, so how long have you been touring now? Uh, let's see. Well, you know, I took like that. Yeah, sabbatical. Sabbatical that didn't work out. <laughs> uh, what? I mean, <coughs> I'm doing that. So five, six, seven. I mean, solidly probably eight years. That that's not right. And picking back up, it's been pretty consistent for the past five years. And then yeah, that's. I mean, that sounds about right. Yeah, I think. Um, how do you think? How do you think your touring life has changed the way that you travel? How my touring life has it? Um, I think that my travel has made me better in my touring life because you have to be on, you know, when you're traveling by yourself, you have to just be quick and like, here's a problem. Let me fix it. Um, I think because touring so many crazy things can happen. If maybe, you know, I, I can't compare what other people do, but I think my experiences in having to just be quick and get a solution that is unconventional um, has made me a better touring person. And then the vice versa of my touring life and my personal travel life could not be too, it's the two most opposite people in the world. Completely, like, yeah, I'm the same way. Dirty, dirty rooms and trains and. Yeah. And then like the level of planning. And I think it's maybe even more so like, you know, we don't land at an airport without me having advanced every movement, having maps of the, you know, every second of every meetup yeah. point is completely planned out, advanced, you know, everything. And in travel, personal travel, I'm, you know, it's kind of like, see what happens. 
I'll just figure out it as I go. So it's maybe it's about it's a good balance. Um, yeah, it's a good balance. Like I went to Bali after this last tour that I did, and you know, I just I just booked the flight and didn't wasn't worried about hotels and and I don't know. Maybe it's the excitement. Maybe that's why we we like touring. Is I like I like the challenge, and so like in and whatever Bali's pretty I mean it's easy but still I would just wake up in the morning and be like I just asked people because I didn't have a I couldn't get a lonely planet because um I couldn't get an English one because you were in in (laughs) Europe I only had access to German ones um but I was like well I'll just like I just asked people you know which is the great thing of traveling and then that's how I'd figure out and then I'd like wake up in the morning and be like, okay, I'll go to the other island. And then I would book a place to stay for like two days. And then I'd just go to the harbor and be like, hey, can I get a boat? And it, you know, like, all right. Oh, there's only boats that go to this one place that's two hours from where you're going. It's like, okay, well, just let me get to that other island. And then I'll figure out how to get, you know, the two hours to go to go wherever. Absolutely. Um, I'm trying to think of where it's been. I don't know, like savvy stuff. <clears throat> I was thinking of like the only time ever. I don't know. Has this ever happened to you where like there's literally, but again, now <laughs> when we're younger and traveling, it was like super budget. You're not spending more than yeah. whatever. Yeah, on a you're, you're living on $5 a day. Right. But have you ever mm-hmm. had it where like there was no place to stay? I have not any anywhere. Right. And you don't even think about that. Like you're like, there's always again, at a certain price, there's always a solution. But there's always a solution. <laughs> but in uh I went to Japan, um what year was this? Two thousand seven. Okay. This is when <clears throat> I did a month in China which that was great because my brother lived in China at the time and speaks uh, Mandarin. So China being the only country in the world I've ever been where you're just really in a bad spot, not just speaking English. <laughs> like, you, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's the only place where it's like, oh, that's a tough time. But so I had it really good because I had him and I had all of his friends and we just went around and just lived up China. But so I go to Japan and... met two weeks before I left and I was like hey I'm going to China do you want to come again super young and you have all this time you know yeah he's like I can't go to China I'm like well I'm going to Japan after like you want to meet me there and she's like okay um so we just I'm like I'll email you the hostel and I'll meet you in Japan new friend um (laughs) and so we go and that was just like basic we knew Kind of like when you go to Europe, like you get a Eurorail pass in Japan, you get the Japan Rail. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and yeah, Japan's the only place where it's like, as we you know talk to more people, like you, you couldn't really run into that issue because this was in the summer everything everybody there. So we go. I don't know where we went. We went. We were down in Kyoto. We were going back to Tokyo, and there there was nothing like. 
no hostels and you know in the hostel world like japan is like the top dollar pretty much you're gonna pay yeah there was nothing and i'm like okay so then it's like let's be savvy about this i'm like here's what we're gonna do i said we're gonna store our luggage at uh the train station and then we're just gonna go hang out in a hostel and we're gonna cook and we're gonna watch movies and we're gonna pretend like we're staying there and then we're gonna when the sun comes up we're gonna (laughs) hop on the train ride the train back to kyoto and then back just to sleep because i was like that would give us i don't know the hours four hours round trip yeah it's about four i think four but i'm like then by the time we come back we'll have like eaten watched a movie pretended like we were staying in this hostel but we weren't we're just using the facilities and i'm Mm -hmm. like as long as we know we don't with our luggage that they have no idea um and then by the time we come back we can actually get our luggage from the train station and then check in and that worked? Oh, yeah, it was great. We watched, I mean, we did the most, like, <laughs> Japanese hostile thing. We watched Lost in Translation <laughs> in the hostel. <laughs> came back and nobody socialized, and then we came back and checked in. But I was like, I don't want to, like, you know, sleep in the train station through the night when you can just go hang out, you know, and have couches and chill. Yeah, of course light nap and yeah that was like a a fun a fun you know savvy where it's like all right here's the situation here's the plan (laughs) sometimes you just have to do what you have to do i was i definitely remember not having i think we just checked out too early in paris or something and had had to like nap in the train station waiting for it was either a train to Germany or a train to the airport. I can't remember. It was it was a long time ago. But I think it might have been the first time I went to Europe or I was in Europe by myself. Or with with one other person. I think I did and also like travel like the mentality, like when I did the um, when I did the three months um, throughout Europe by myself, I I have no idea where I was, but I was in the middle of no like middle of nowhere of some country. I had like trains were delayed and and canceled, and like I'm just stuck at this train station in who knows where, trying to get to wherever, and I'm exhausted. I hadn't slept. It was like a twenty you know eight hour travel day. And I was just like really bummed out and then like sitting on my suitcase. And uh, I was like, all right, here's the flip side. You know, I could be, you know, at home wishing I was traveling or I could be, you know, sitting in this, you know, little train station and who knows where. Or like, like, where you're traveling, your only job is to Like, my mission on this trip is to have fun. So, like, that's feel, all you have to do. I feel like when things go awry like that, people kind of lose focus of the fact that they're there to have fun. Yeah. And it's probably a good thing to remind yourself of. Yeah, you have to do the mental checks. Because, yeah, sometimes, you know, it's it's tiring. Absolutely. But, but yeah, I, and I do that in, I mean, I think in everyday life as well, where it's like, 
oh, this is so awful. It's like, all right, you know, we have cool jobs. We <laughs> we get to do, you know, yeah, things that, you know, not everybody gets to do. And you have to, like, be appreciative of... <laughs> be appreciative of the struggles <clears throat> but oh also i wanted to tell which i know i've told you about this but i went on to make sure it still existed but like when i did that china and japan trip where it's just like you know travel in general i like to you know obviously love it's great when you go to places where your dollar goes a lot more mm -hmm. and um, being good at finding really good deals on flights. So like when I did the China Japan thing, the whole reason I even went to Japan um, is because the flight to China, they offered a free stopover in Japan for up to two weeks. And I was like, check, done, maximized. We'll do the two weeks. And then, you know, like when Iceland's economy first collapsed, that was the same thing. Like, the um what are oh icelandic air yeah. that's when they first started offering the stopovers and so it's like you can that china japan trip i paid and again that was you know no more than eleven hundred dollars for all those for the whole thing flights. or for the just the flights flights okay flights from you know atlanta whatever routing i did to china and then china to japan and then japan back like all of that yeah Just that's really incredible and then the website which is still active um it's just a good reference point it's clarkhoward.com um and his trap i think you can do like clarkhoward.com slash travel and they and i mean like I said it's been for, you know 14 years so this stuff is the site has been going on far past that but um they have all of these deals that the airlines have that you can get through a consolidator mm -hmm. but the um like little this time, this time frame you can get this really good deal or the stopovers like it'll let you know that's how i found out about that um china japan thing it just lets you know all like these little additional stipulations to get better deals you know that oh. if you if you're planning the travel you can you know just see what the plane tickets it costs and then you're like oh that's an amazing deal <laughs> where i can get four flights out of one i'm gonna go there you know? okay yeah and you said and, that the website's called clark howard yeah it's clark howard um, dot com and then it's travel section his are all based out of atlanta okay like the deals but it's still you know depending on where you are it could even be worth just flying to atlanta and getting it or it gives you the reference of like what's out there from these like travel consolidators you know yeah <clears throat> that's rad there's my my uh your you little know. your little travel hack my travel hack i haven't used in a long time but you know because now it's you don't have now it's more like if i have free time to travel i don't have you know i don't really have like three months to go anymore um, but 
Do you have Do you have any other travel hacks? Let's see, Clark Howard. Mm, if you're, you know, I really I haven't done Airbnb travel because it didn't exist <laughs> um, back then. And then I don't know. I always use uh, HostelWorld.com, which I'm. I think that one's still going. Yeah, that it's one, still a thing. That one was great when I was hosteling it because I like, you know, now I can deal with far less than I could back then. But my one thing was that I had to have a hot shower. And so that was like an option <laughs> where it's like, <clears throat> does this hostel have hot showers? And like, you know, in my early 20s, I was like, that was like the one thing I had to have. <laughs> That's kind of funny. But I mean, I get it. This, I can, you know, have crazy days or whatever, being freezing cold Iceland, but like I just need a hot shower at the end of the day. <laughs> and that's been consistent in my tour life. I always have to have a shower. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. Um, okay, so what's on your bucket list then? Um, bucket list, you know, the two that I've talked about forever, and I feel like I'm, I'm like, I eventually have to do them, but it's not like, I think I eventually have to do them just because I've talked about it for 14 years. Um, what's but it's the, what's not... the second one? Okay, well, obviously Bataan. Yeah, that's um, that's obviously the one I've known about. Right. Because <laughs> I've had this like master routing for solidly 10 years around that going there. Um, but uh, Jellyfish Lake in Blau. Okay. I didn't know. I didn't really know that that was on high on the list. It's just one of those things where it's like, it's such a, I don't know. I've just always like looked into it and it's just fascinating. And I just want to go swim in a lake full of jellyfish that have evolved to not sting you. Like, <laughs> Fair. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's like one of those things like, wow, that exists. Like, you know. It got, I think, the island or it got enclosed by a volcano, and then there's just thousands of jellyfish that, when yeah, they but... don't have a predator, they evolve to not sting you, and so you can, you know, you know go swimming in like an alien world, basically. <laughs> yeah, I, and I, I, I need yeah. to just like have there, like I'm not going to like you know set my whole you know travel plan, but I just need to. You know, it's just one of those things that I just need to see. But in the future, obviously, I'll go back to Thailand. But I think um, I think Greenland is going to be the next hot spot. I'm, I'm kind of with you on that one. Like, Iceland is amazing. I'm so glad that I've been to I've been to it two times for travel. And, and then this year recently for work you know actually when we hung out in um norway and copenhagen yeah in 2010 or whatever or nine uh, was it, let me look at my notes when was that 2000 was that 2008 no it was 2009 or 10 2009 or 10 yeah okay that makes sense yeah um but yeah that was when iceland uh, Iceland's economy had just fallen out and 
it was like, you know, especially coming from Norway, I'm like, I get to Iceland, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I can afford to like have a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's been, I'm really glad that I've gotten to see it. So I went before the tourism hit. Yeah. And then I went back, um, when did, that was 2015. Mm -hmm. back, so I went, yeah, the summer, that summer, when the economy fell out and then I went back um, winter of 2015 and it was like just complete, you know, the plane and just quadruple, you know, in the wintertime. I'm like, who goes to Iceland in the wintertime? You know, <laughs> oh, there's a lot of people. And then just seeing how much the tourism has just, and it's great. There's a reason. It's it's beautiful. But I'm so glad that I saw before it happened, kind of during, and then when I went back this year for work, I was like, Iceland's, you know, you should definitely go. It's amazing. But I'm glad I got to experience it before. It's, you know, it's off the, the traveler's list. You yeah, should have yeah, already. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I... That was, that was actually a question I had, which have you been back anywhere that's changed a lot? Obviously, Iceland. Yeah, Iceland is huge. Um, I would like to go back. I would like to go back to Croatia now because when I went was when I did the three months. So that was 2006. When I went, you know, it's like the backpackers know. So it's like I was in a hostel. Well, you, you well, were you friends then? say that again oh, yeah i was like were we friends in 2006 i'm like yes we were um but that's when i went i went to europe i took a year off college and because really i wanted to travel i was um i had a 4.0 and i was just like i need a break like i don't i just need a break and i like worked two or three jobs and then i was gonna go to Europe for three weeks and then I was going to that summer do my first warp tour um, oh. <laughs> and so I go over there for three weeks and then I'm just like I was actually this is full circle life stuff I was in Berlin so fast forward to my life my life is very much in Berlin now but I had gone to Greece and I had gone uh, where else did I go? I went somewhere else. I went to Greece and somewhere else. And then I was going to, like, there's all these places that people are telling me about, like this country called Croatia I've never heard of, and Hungary, and, you know, all these places that sound so cool, and Poland. I want to go to Poland. Um, and I'm like, I'm going to go back to the U.S., like, wishing a I was you know either back in Europe or be on this like you know living on a tour bus <laughs> I wish that was exciting now I was like oh gosh um and I was like I, I'm just gonna stay and I stayed for three months and I went to Croatia I went to Bosnia I went to Serbia I went to Hungary you know I went did all of Europe that I could and kind of you know places where it's like 
who goes to Serbia? You know? You do. Backpackers <laughs> like, do. I do. Yeah. I actually went to Bosnia because in my Europe on a shoestring, there is a half a page warning about the landmines. <laughs> and I was like, and it's like, in bold, it's like, for real, like, you do not walk off of any path. Like, if you're on a sidewalk, you don't put your foot off of the sidewalk. And I was like, well, this is intriguing. <laughs> let's go see if I can get blown up. Let's go. Let's go check it out. And that was, that was probably one of the most impactful places I've ever been because, and again, that's, yeah, I was 20. And like, you know, my, my family was, was like our friends by herself and I'm like I feel like if I had a kid I'd be like no you can't do that that's not safe um, <coughs> but it it was you know you go into Bosnia and at that point the war had been 15 years ago and every single building completely shot up and then and so you know at this point now it's like the war was 30 years ago but in 15 years, you see the destruction of oh, yeah. a war that, you know, it's like as a, you know, an American at that point, or I was living in Atlanta, you don't see bullet holes, every building, it was just every building. And then you would see some that were like kind of plastered up, but you know, that's 15 years after. And then it was just great to like have these conversations with these people telling me of their you know, experiences, it's, it's very different when you're, you know, if somebody is literally coming to kill you and your family, <laughs> you know, things change in your life. Shit gets real. And to kind of like have these like great bonding conversations and just like human level, you know, especially when you're in your early, you know, discovering the world seeing that everybody's the same around the world yeah. is like great experience you know so that was that was great to go to a war-torn country that hadn't recovered you know oh yeah maybe it's now it'd be, it's 30 years now to see see what bosnia is like now it'd be fun yeah i'd be i don't know have you gone to any like war-torn not really. I mean, uh, in the like in the in the landmine situation, Cambodia is kind of that way. Yeah. Where yeah. you know it's they tell you not to leave paths and not to kind of go too far. Where apparently there are millions and millions of landmines buried in the country. And just even like in our time, like when I first, you know, went to Thailand. Um, Burma or Myanmar now you couldn't go no now you can <laughs> yeah and it's you know? a, it's actually rather expensive now which is crazy really? I mean it's not expensive but like it was definitely more expensive than I expected it to be did you like it what was your thought of it because I just went back then I went I literally went to the northern most northern point of Thailand and you know there's the fence there was the fence and I like put my foot over. I was like, I touched Burma. <laughs> that's, that's enough for me. Uh, yeah. I liked I liked it. I want to go back and 
kind of do it again. I don't know why I felt rushed for some reason. Maybe it was because I it was in between tours and. Did you run a moped? What's the? What's uh, the? I did in Bagan. To go to the temples. Okay. But other than that, no. Which in like Mandalay, I probably should have. Because it's really spread out. <laughs> but it was, it's definitely fun. I, I'd advise it. Yeah. I definitely want to. I think it's also like a conquering, like, oh, I can't. Oh, your border's closed off? When it's open, I'm coming. You know, like <laughs> that's kind of how I, I feel like that with North Korea, which is really weird because I know I just I want to do the foot thing. I just wanna touch touch my foot. Like, <laughs> Yeah, but even if you go to the DMZ, you're like still like a mile or two from the border. Uh, unless unless you go into like the uh, the the building where they sign the peace treaty or whatever. I can't think of what it's called. Then you're like you're basically in the same building that's like the border is the middle. I'm sure you've seen. Yeah, I, I'm sure you've seen photos. Yeah, I want to go there just, but I I don't want to. I would be cool like where I'm safe, where I'm not gonna like get taken off forever. Yeah. So like, but I would like I would like to go there. Um, how about is there anywhere it's a little different as a male solo traveler than a female solo traveler um because there's obviously places that like i'm not going by myself like i pretty much steer clear of south america sure um you know i could do it but you know like with asia i'm so comfortable that it's like i don't it's not even like a thought like i'm not it's just like okay, done. Like, and and I ahead. and I think that might be part of the reason why I keep going back too. Which like I kind of want to go to like I want to go to Central Asia just to see how uncomfortable I get. Yeah, and I, I think that's also like once you, you know, obviously when you first travel, you do your typical places, and then you know once you've done Europe. There's just something about just even, you know, just completely different culture, but also like the architecture. So like Asia is just so different than, you know, just architecturally, like what it's like here or in Europe, you know? So I think oh, yeah. that's kind of the, you just want like an extreme culture change, you know? And I like, yeah, I like Asia that you can get that. I wish that. You know, I've only been to South America on tour. Um, I actually have only been there on tour as well. Okay, yeah. I've never... Yeah. I mean, I will say, like, we were in Argentina, and that was... I was like, this is gorgeous. Like, I loved that. Um, but yeah, like, that's that's a tough thing where, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going to South America by myself. Like, it's just... It's not, not happening. Um, and then in Central America, I've only done Belize and Guatemala and even like Guatemala, <laughs> it was, um, that was a, that was another trip where I, I, I went with the friend that I went on the first trip ever with yep. and we 
both so busy um, at that time with school that neither of us had had time to look into anything. So, you know, she called me up. I was like, hey, do you want to go to Belize? I was like, absolutely. And then I'm like, where is Belize? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Googly. I'm like, ah, yeah, it's done. Let's go. I'm like, where is this place? Um, and we both got, we met at uh, at the airport. She and we just met up at the airport and we had our book our lonely planet and then on the plane and we're so used to you know being on like long haul flights that Belize I was like this is like nothing it was like a four hour flight from like Texas I was like I wasn't I need more time to like figure out where we're going we just I'm not prepared I'm not prepared I haven't opened the book yet and we're already landing and that was you know that was just fun because we'd both traveled together and traveled independently and we were just kind of laughing about how like you know when you have that level of experience you're just like eh, we'll just figure it out and we just landed and we're like hey we want to go to this city how do we get there you know and then a couple days later and then we like get <laughs> to this city in the middle of the night and we just like ask locals like hey is there a hotel around you know but I think that's like the fun thing is when you I don't know if you can just remove, not totally, but, you know, rely on other people to help you out and tell you things instead of, like, I just can't imagine doing a solo travel now and just, like, staring at my iPhone. I, I see it way too often. Like, that takes the, like, the fun and the, it's not the, it's the adventure. It's, like, you know. It shouldn't be that easy. <laughs> no, it's not supposed to be. Yeah, like you need to like you need to kind of work for it. And you know, I've had people take me into their homes, like when I, you know, like I think um, that three month Europe trip. Like I was trying to get to to Greece from that flying over, and there was like a huge snowstorm in Frankfurt. And you, you know, like the Frankfurt airport, it's all windows. Yeah. And so you land and you just see snow everywhere. It's like, I don't think I'm going to make my connection. And then, you know, they're trying to help you out. And they're like, get on this train to Copenhagen. And then that's your best shot to get there as soon as possible. And you're on a train to Copenhagen in the middle of the night, having no idea where you're going to stay. And then you meet somebody on the train and, you know, they take you into their home. And, you know, I had, yeah, I had a a guy do that and he was like I'm not a crazy person you can you know talk to my wife on the phone he's traveling between Germany and and Copenhagen but you know it's just those experiences and then I also think whenever I run into I don't know it's it's not as common in the US but I'm always like extra full to people who are visitors anywhere you know absolutely it's like your social duty for all the people who've like gone above and beyond in so many ways, you know? Yeah. 100%. And I also, it's crazy when like you go to countries where people have so much less than you and they will give so much, you know? But it's, and it, I think that's all a matter of how you're raised. Yeah. 
It's incredible. Okay, one last question. Uh, do you have do you have anything planned? Are you going anywhere fun soon? Um, no. <laughs> uh, I'm home. Yeah, I just got I just got done with a tour and then just got back from Bali. So I'm gonna be in Los Angeles for just a little bit and then, um, you know, my next tour will send me bouncing around. And then, I mean, Thailand just has my heart. Um, Fair. It's kind of, you know, as you get older, it's you find the spots that you like, and you're like, I'm just, I, I'm going to go back there. But, I'll but just I don't, keep going back. It, it depends on, um, it just depends on, you know, what the tour is. I mean, that'll put us everywhere, and. And honestly, since I live in Los Angeles now, I'm trying to take advantage of what's out here because there is so much out here. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of my my and little... The, I mean, your next move? Yeah, many adventures. I'm like, <laughs> I just got back from two weeks in Bali. I don't have a big one planned, but there's something coming. But Makes yeah. sense. I, I mean, that's how I am. Always planning, scheming. Yeah. Eventually, my master routing of the Asia trip that I've talked to you about for 10 years. Um, You'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> Bhutan, I'm coming. Nice. Got to do it. I, I, just, I just booked the flight. Just go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just go. Just go. Be like, you talked about it for 10 years. <laughs> there you have it. Awesome. Well, Dia, we're going to talking for what hour and 10 minutes i'm gonna cut you off and uh go about life we'll do part two <laughs> i'm i'm sure we can do a part two if not more great all right awesome thanks for uh doing this good podcast i'd like to thank today's guest dia porter for being on the show if you want to interact our social medias are Lost in Transit PC on Twitter and Instagram. If you'd like to send me a message and tell me what you think, or if you have ideas for guests, you can contact me via email at lostintransitpc at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and get lost. Get lost.